Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Today's episode is brought to you by the Awesomeness Academy Podcast Club. It is an exclusive community just for listeners of this podcast who are ready to put be fucking happy at the top of their to-do list. Now it's free to join and as a member you'll get some awesome discounts on courses and workshops and coaching. You get exclusive access to special episodes and cool content plus you'll be entered to win an awesome gift every month. So check out the link in the show notes and join today. Oh, I am in my happy place right now. I love, love, love podcast day. And I kind of extra love podcast day when my guest is someone who I just absolutely love and admire and really enjoy having conversations with. And I'm fortunate enough that we get to chat like kind of regularly now. So that's pretty awesome. So welcome Kim to the podcast. Thank you. I am... From the minute I met you, okay, that's not true, because the minute I met you, I forgot about, but we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, (laughs) when I got to know you a little bit better, and it took about a half a minute, um, I could tell instantly that you were someone that I really wanted to connect with, and I truly admire how you show up in the world, and the, the essence of you, and the mission that you're on to um, lift other women up, and it's, it's such a, an important position. It's such an important voice to amplify. And I'm so very, very excited to have you here and to know you and to call you my friend. So thank you so much for being here. So officially, um, Kim is a girl mom of three, a podcaster, kind of my thing, entrepreneur, actress, and dog lover also my jam. Uh, She is thrilled to have brought her passion for the empowerment of girls and women into both her professional and personal endeavors. In her podcast, which I was a guest on, and I'm pretty proud of that, um, What Led Her Here is the name of that brilliant podcast. Kim explores the defining experiences of women's lives through one-on-one interviews. She gives women a platform to share their real, raw stories and life lessons in the spirit of inspiring and empowering others. Kim believes wholeheartedly in the power of authentic storytelling and the deep personal connections that are created when we embrace vulnerability. So if you've been listening to the podcast for longer than a half a second, then you know I fucking love this woman and um, everything that she does. <sighs> Kim, I am I'm honored and I'm excited and I'm looking forward to hearing more about what brought you to this really powerful place. Um, choosing to support others on their own empowerment journey does require that we do that work. Um, and I'm, I kind of want to hear more about that. Of course, that is the name of the podcast, Hot Mess to Awesomeness. So I'm going to guess that we're going to start in a hot mess moment. So I will turn it over to you, my friend, and let us know what brought you here. Oh, thank you. And oh, you, you almost made me cry with that intro. I and know that the feeling is so mutual. You know, I love you. Like, yeah. Oh, um, so 
to back it up to my hot mess, that was like basically my childhood and beyond actually into my thirties, I'd say, I mean, in a way, like, you know, there are some things we learn along the way until that big awakening where we learn all the things or most of the things. Um, but yeah, I had, you know, I'll, I'll call it a dysfunctional childhood. Like, you know, many of us in, at some level have some shit and I know mm-hmm. that cursing is fine. And Absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> fucking excited about that. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, I always felt, you know, unworthy of friends, unworthy of, you know, good things. I've, I craved normalcy as a kid. Like I always felt like my family was like messed up and I just wanted, you know, in my mind, this normal life and I wanted to feel good and I just didn't. So that followed me for a long time. And, you know, I mean, looking back on it now, I know that I put up this wall where I didn't let people get to know the real me because I was always guessing at what I thought other people might like me to be. So I was this like chameleon, right? Mm -hmm. So that prevented people from getting to know me and prevented those real connections from happening. So that's how a lot of my life went until, you know, I have three daughters, as you mentioned, and they like really becoming mom to them was the start of my awakening. And I'll say really, you know, maybe close to 10 years ago now was when it really ramped up because it was, you know, me, you know, coming from that place of not feeling confident, of not feeling good, but then teaching my daughters. Like I knew, I knew what to teach them. Like I knew I wanted them to be strong, independent, confident, you know, self-loving, blah, 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 all that stuff. Like I knew to teach them that, but I didn't have those lessons yet myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that in teaching them all that stuff, I started to learn that stuff myself, which blows my freaking mind, like even <laughs> now. So that was sort of like, once I started to like shed all the, the shitty expectations of what I thought other people might like, or what I thought society would like me to be, like, I started to just be like, hmm, I wonder if, if I just like, like this as it is, like, I wonder what that might feel like. So turns out it feels fucking awesome. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me do more of that. Like, let me start to put more of my authentic self out into the world. And it turns out not only did it feel amazing for me, but it like other people were like, yes, love that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that was a really long story, but like, that's what sort of started me on my like women's empowerment journey was my daughter's you know, teaching my daughters and then, then in turn learning those lessons myself mm-hmm. and wanting to like help other women to struggle less, to learn those lessons earlier than I did, just so they can put their, you know, love themselves and put their awesomeness out into the world, you know, and just be like, here I am. Absolutely. I, I'm so very inspired by that. And it really um, speaks to my knowledge and personal knowing that the, we are so conditioned. um, And let's say people like us are breaking that conditioning and and hopefully 
rewriting the narrative for the next generation of amazing humans. Um, but we are so conditioned to search outside of ourselves for what it is we think we want and ask others to give it when we don't, we're not con um, encouraged to do it for ourselves. So I know, and as we had said in, in when I was introducing you that, you know, authentic connection is extremely important to you. And of course, that is something that you were craving as a young person. And yet it was the one thing you were denying because of truly the, what we want the most, we have to be willing to give it to ourselves. And that, in turn often teaches others how to give it to us as well or gives them permission as well because when we're not willing to to um sort of embody it it does sort of turn off the channels if if you will like it it makes it challenging for others to just offer it up freely and and unless we of course get fortunate enough to do some of that work to have our eyes opened and children are <laughs> Be fucking great at opening your eyes to things. Oh my God. Uh, my kid had no time for my perfectionism. She really didn't care about what I thought should be ordered and not ordered. But, um, and so I too learned a lot about um, not just what I wanted for them, but really what I wanted for myself. And I believe um, you are a, a true representation of, of a belief that I hold that is children are are terrible interpreters and excellent mimics. So if we want them to experience life in a different way, we have to choose to embody that life first and, and allow them to just know that this is, this is what it is. It isn't, you can be this way or this way, do what I, you know, be the way that I'd like you to be, but not like me, you know, go do something better than me because then they're left with like, Oh, what do I do? I want to be like my mom. I am like my mom. And yet I'm, going to do something else, but I, I really, and it's too, I mean, I know that that's what I struggled with. My mom was great at go and be all the things that I could never be. And I, in turn, ended up being something quasi like her and like something I thought I should be. And it became very painful. So I love that your children beautiful beings, no pressure on them, but that just having them in your world allowed for you this deeper awareness and brought you to a place where you are now not just changing the lives of the humans you've created, um, but lives of women everywhere. And that ripple effect is massive, massive. So tell me more about like the, what it was like really like to be face to face with this knowing that you needed to make a change in order to see the change in your children. Um, I know that's, yeah. that can be jarring for a lot of us. What was yeah. that like? Oh goodness. What was it like to be face to face with that? You know, I think a big part of this was like, you know, coming out of that dysfunctional childhood and um, knowing the kind of parent I didn't want to be, but then seeing some of that seep in mm -hmm. to my parenting. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I think that was one of these wake up calls was like, you know, breaking that cycle is so freaking hard. But once there's that awareness there, you can start to make changes, right? So mm -hmm. 
Gosh, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think that was one of the first things that, you know, really, like I said, breaking free from that childhood bullshit was like, and part of that awareness was seeing my, seeing my mother Mm -hmm. and father, like (laughs) in my parenting, like not entirely, but it started to seep in here and there. And I, I had to, I had to come to terms with that. And that felt like shit. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, there was the opportunity there to say to my kids, that's not how I want to be. And I think it's so important to show that vulnerability to kids because we, they can put us up on this pedestal. Right. And that's not healthy because we don't have it all figured out and they shouldn't think we do. Like they should know (laughs) that we're still on our own journeys and figuring stuff out and are going to make mistakes because then that gives them the permission to do so themselves, right. To not be afraid to screw up, but then, you know, acknowledge it and learn from it and do better. Right. right? So I think showing my kids that vulnerability, um, you know, you know, asking for their forgiveness in those moments where I wasn't the parent I wanted to be, that was a real first step in my journey, Mm -hmm. right? Because my parents would never have apologized. They would never have acknowledged that behavior that they weren't proud of. Mm -hmm. Like that just wasn't a thing. So I think that was like one of those first steps in going, I'm going to fucking do this differently. And this is like, and even though it feels really weird, and uncomfortable and like am I doing this right I don't even know like it just felt like it felt like this is the you know the the, one of the steps that I need to be taking absolutely I hope that makes sense (laughs) absolutely and I I not only uh, um appreciate and understand I've I've been through that moment of oh this is can't this can't be how I do things and and you're right it is extremely uncomfortable because we are literally creating new brain cells, new neuron, new ways of thinking that generationally have never existed. You know, we are, we are the products of the people who created us for, for in a variety of ways, um, genetically, environmentally, epigenetically, if you want to go all the way down that road. And so how we then um, show up in the world um, is going to be a product of these things. But we have the capacity to make new paths, to create new ways of being. And that's uncomfortable as fuck because you had never done it before. And I love that you still had that knowing. And I'm pointing to my gut here, like that sense of like, yes, this sucks. And it's the absolute right thing to do. Um, That's a really powerful, powerful place to be. And um, a very brave place to show up to. And it's, uh, you know, whether it's with the children element for them um, and whether or not you know deeply that it was ultimately for you and for your personal healing, um, it's still a really, really powerful, brave place to be. I'm interested as well, because I know having also experienced a very similar moment when my children were young, where I was like, wow, this can't be it, this, I, whoa, and then uh, backtrack and apologize and talk to my kids at a young age about the behaviors, how I wanted to be, what I wanted to see from myself when certain things happened. And I even challenged them, like invited them to help me get there and yeah. kind of call me on my shit, but not responsible for my shit, if that made any sense. 
Um, yeah. But I, I did have a lot of ways, things that I needed to tap into, new ways of thinking, new uh, environments to find myself in. So I'm curious, what is it that you turned to in those moments of uncertainty, even though you knew where you wanted to go, but you didn't know how to get there? What resources or people or energies did you call in to support yourself through that? Um, you know, honestly, I, I trust my gut, my intuition, mm. like whatever it, like I've always, like I teach my girls, like that little voice, you know, that you, you know, hear or, or that you sense, or like, you know, I talk about that feeling in your stomach, like I, that, like I teach them that, and I have always trusted that in my own life. So I really feel like that is like, you know, when I, when my girls were like, when I was pregnant, when my girls were first born, like I would read parenting books, but honestly, like as time went on, I was like, I don't think I need to like, and I'm obviously no expert, but, (laughs) but like what I felt was, I don't think I need all of that and the steps and the procedures and regarding parenting. I think I know this stuff Mm -hmm. just, you know, and I, I know what to do and what not to do. Am I always going to do the right thing? No, but (laughs) like, so I always feel like I just sort of innately knew. Um, so I think that's what I always come back to is really trusting that gut, that intuition, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, to guide me. And it's always right. <laughs> always. Everybody hear that? It's always right. Yeah. What we need to practice is listening and yeah. learning what a yes is and what a no is in, in for ourselves. Um, I I'm, applaud you for always feeling a connection to that part of yourself. And even through times when of, you know, you may not have been um, sort of living in the highest state, still having that connection. So many of us, um, for whatever the reasons are, could be social conditioning, patriarchy, you name it, could just be what felt safe at the time, um, turned off that uh, connection or mm. chose in a, for whatever reason to tune that out and look outwards for validation for the yeses and the nos and the who I'm going to ask all the people and get and figure all this out. And I do absolutely love that you are encouraging your children to do the same. Again, I'm a, for me, my ultimate mission is to help rewrite the narrative for the next generation and to um, start making and, and bringing to light these, be, these patterns, these behaviors, these opportunities um, for self-connection and self-awareness and normalizing that yeah. and, and really wanting our children to not know any different. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I'm tell me, tell me about how the podcast fit into your journey of, um, self-awareness, uh, empowerment, authentic connection, how did it unfold? And I, I know that there was a few other things that you had done in your life that allowed you to sort of step forth and, and embody more of yourself. And um, did those things play a role? I'm curious about all the things and then how, we, how you landed at um, this, your beautiful podcast. Yeah. So I would say, you know, aside from my girls, which are like, they started everything for me uh, in terms of that women's empowerment piece. But another huge 
factor was my friend Angel Friedman. Mm. Um, and she is a feminist. She calls herself a fairly feminist, which is funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but she is the first woman who I ever met who was, who called herself a feminist. And growing up, I thought, you know, feminism was like, it had a negative connotation, right? It was like anti-man. Um, and that's what I knew it to be. And she gave me an education in what it actually is. And it's about equality and equity and all the things, right? We know, we know what that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was a huge factor in that awakening for me. Uh, and she, funny enough, was also the director of the Vagina Monologues, which uh, I performed in um, under her for uh, several productions. I think we did seven altogether. And wow. that was another sort of breakthrough for me. It was so far outside my comfort zone. Um, and, you know, just being on stage, but also saying the words. And it wasn't even just vagina, which I say with no problem now. Like I've totally been desensitized to the word vagina. Vagina, <laughs> vagina, vagina. Anyway. <laughs> Hashtag um, vagina. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, like it was the content, but I felt so good doing it because like, you know, women who feel like they don't have, you know, a voice and we all do. In the words of Meghan Markle, we all have a voice. We just have to be empowered to use it, right? Um, I think that's so funny that I'm quoting her, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> I just, I heard her say that recently and I was like, yeah, because I always used to say I was giving a voice for women who don't have one, but I like that she said, we all do, right? Um, but I was so grateful to be empowered by Angel, by my own, you know, getting out of my own damn way to, to be bringing these issues to the forefront and for those who don't know the vagina monologues, it's, you know, there are some funny bits to it, but it is a lot of really intense content around rape, around just like all sorts of women's issues. Um, stuff that like needs to be said and we need to keep saying it until we don't need to say it anymore and right. we're not there yet. No. Um, so that was another sort of step. And then, you know, all these like things just kept building and each time I sort of like, learn stuff and stepped out of that comfort zone and gain confidence. Like it, it gave me that motivation to keep doing it. Mm. Right. So, um, the podcast sort of the genesis of that was having, you know, when we used to have dinner and drinks with girlfriends, remember those fun days? <laughs> I do. I do vividly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, you know, I have this group and we get together normally every month for dinner or whatever, and always coming away from those evenings with such awesome advice, such beautiful nuggets of wisdom, whether it was about kids or marriage or whatever. And I thought to myself, like, these are just everyday gals and they have such great advice. Like we need to share this with the world. So you know, that was my little idea that I've, that I sat on, of course, for months as we do. Right. <laughs> um, and then I, I mentioned it to our mutual friend, Courtney, I said, I had this little idea. Uh, and she was like, well, just do it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you know, Courtney, yes, do it. And I was like, okay. So anyway, that was sort of how it started. And, you know, I just, I love giving women, you know, this platform to, 
like the safe space, right? To share their stories, to get to know their stories. Cause you know, some women know them and they're like, yep, bippity bippity boop. Here's my story. Got it. But then there are many women who don't like, they haven't quite embraced it and they don't even know where to begin. And it's sort of, I help get them there and mm. it's healing to tell your story and it creates such beautiful connection when, when other women hear things they can relate to. And so that's really what it's all about is like creating that space, that safe space for women to share, to be heard, and then to connect, you know? Mm-hmm. Having been on the other side of your table, as it were, um, different time, uh, you have a, a beautiful gift of uh, not only wanting this for women, but of being able to be present and hold space as we do so. And you have a excellent ear for um, the stories that we tell and encouraging us to find our way through it. And I was, I'm the kind of person I felt fairly confident about my story and the multiple facets of it. And then having the chance to chat with you and be interviewed by you and how you were, what you saw and what you heard, and then how you moved me through my story, just by your curiosity, I felt a deeper sense of um, confidence around what I was holding. And it really changed how I even heard my own story. I remember listening to the podcast later going, fuck, that's a good story. Wow. And I can only imagine that you share that gift with all of your guests. Um, and which is, it's truly one of those pieces, one of those things that I think many of us, you know, we have gifts and we kind of just don't notice because we just assume everybody can do it. This, this, this fine. It's fine. Um, but I really think that what you are bringing, it isn't just, and I say just a podcast with like a shit ton of sarcasm there, but it is is so much more than um, just allowing people to come and share your story. It's an opportunity to experience your story and then have it held. And then you get to take it like a gift with you when you go such, such an amazing thing. And I'm so grateful that you um, are friends with Courtney and she called you on your shit and made you do it. And <laughs> so rah, rah, Courtney there, uh, shout out to you. And because it is, it is a really brilliant encapsulation. You know, podcasts are like super popular. You got one, I got one, two million, two million other people, they got their podcasts. And at the same time, it is, in my opinion, the perfect vehicle for this um, way to share voices. I love that you had highlighted that we do all have a voice. We just need to be empowered to use them. And what podcasts do, and another friend of mine who's also a podcaster had said, you know, it's, it's this opportunity to be present with people in a really safe way and to build connections, which you feel is to others, but it is truly to yourself. And so I, I feel that in, in how you've come through your journey from dysfunctional, from disconnecting from yourself, from pushing away authentic connection through from fear and whatever other reason had transpired in there to that space of deep awareness of what was okay and not okay with you in the faces of your children. And now using 
all of that knowledge and all of that experience to give women the opportunity to be empowered to use the voice that they have in a way where they walk away feeling like, yeah, fucking matter. My story matters. And I hope everyone listens to that podcast knowing that they have this opportunity to deeply connect with themselves as a result. Um, Such a, such a beautiful, beautiful fucking thing. And uh, I I just want everybody, everybody go listen to Kim's podcast. Like, I mean, listen to this one because it's fantastic. Subscribe and all the things, but it is, it will shift things for you. If, if you too are looking for a way to help yourself understand your story and, and, and connect to it more deeply. I think the, you know, the key there is when you want to share your story is, you know, you need to be ready to go deep and to get real and raw. And I know those, we use those words a lot, but it's so true because, you know, a lot of times when we, you know, butt up against that comfort zone, we're like, oh, never mind. That feels gross or that feels scary. But that's the time when we have to push through because that's when you're going to get to the good stuff. So like, it's easy when, I mean, with a guest like you, I mean, that story just flowed out of you. Honestly, it was so beautiful. (laughs) Um, But you were ready. You were like, you obviously embrace it and you've learned from it and you're on this beautiful journey. Um, So that's so important that like women are ready to like go there, right? right? So what would you say to all the women who are like, I don't know if I'm fucking ready. Like, I know I have a story. I know stuff happened. Um, And that in of itself is a huge space. I vividly remember decades of my life, not not having a clue that I had a story. I just thought that everybody lived their life kind of like that in that level of chaos. And I think you and I had spoken about that just it's just what you do. Like this is how people live. Even though we recognized other people, we look to others and go, well, they have it better, but it wasn't that our story was worth sharing. Like nobody wants to hear this crap. And then there comes this moment when you're like, oh no, this is a thing, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to package it up or how to share it in a way where I'm not going to ball my eyes out because it's still very, it, it's still very much there. Um, and at the same time, I think that if someone just knew this, if they just were able to hear what I had gone through, then perhaps I could help someone to not have to go through that much pain. So what would you say to someone who is in that space of like, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I think if you're in a place where you feel stuck, right. Um, there's so much healing that can happen when you share your story and so much like it's just accepting your own shit and knowing that doesn't matter who you are we all have learned something and that something is worth sharing with other people because then they'll be like oh my gosh me too like oh thank you so much for you know like like if you've ever shared something on social media that you think isn't a big deal like whatever it is i don't know and then you get you know, three private messages saying, thank you so much. And you're like, oh, that was no big deal. Yet it impacted someone so greatly. And that's the thing, like, don't assume that you're not worth it. Don't assume that you don't have anything of value. Like that's, I spent way too many years doing that. (laughs) Like let that shit go and just 
like I said, and I, I, I'm gonna come back to what I said about if you feeling like you're bumping up against that comfort zone, this is the time that you need to bust through that thing, mm -hmm. right? And just, you know, and people have so many stories and they're often, they'll ask me, well, which do I share? And I'm like, which one floats to the top first? Like when it, when what's at the top of your mind, that's the one we're gonna do first. And maybe you have multiple stories and we'll get to those of course, but mm -hmm. like that one that keeps like tapping you on the shoulder, that's the one we're gonna start with. Right. That makes so much sense. And I think that that's definitely a, uh, a sticking point, but it's something that can hold a lot of brilliant people back from sharing their story that could have such a massive impact because they don't know which part is the part. Like when we move through our experiences and we get to a certain level of awareness, it's not as easy for us to turn back and go, well, this is the part that led to that because of course everything is woven in. Yet when someone who we trust and are, we're choosing to share a story with hears it, they hear it through a whole other, like they're a whole other person with a whole other perspective. And they can offer that the insights of like, oh, I see how this led to this. And I'm, that's happened to me. I'm like, I didn't even see that connection because it just, it just, it, I just did it or it just was. And I think that that is a, a brilliant piece of advice that to just allow the one that bubbles up because that's usually the one that it has something in it that you haven't consciously made a connection to yet, but your unconscious is like, hello, yeah. <laughs> this is the one. Yeah. And, um, and so I would say from my experience, bringing in people that you feel safe with to do the, sh the sharing and then building that, um, that knowing and that confidence so that you can, you can share it in multiple ways. And so for, you know, a lot of the women that we both come in contact with, we're talking about women in business, uh, solopreneurs or creatives, people who are putting themselves out into the world, uh, regularly, this can be a huge sticking point of not sure how much of myself to share, you know, there's a lot of fear out in the, what if I'm perceived in a way that I don't know. And, and it's not that we lack integrity. It's just that we're not sure about how to position what it is that we'd like to like who we are and what we'd like to say again, and not about um, like manipulating, but really about curating uh, our own story. And, um, I think that in the work that you do, I've seen you do that. And, um, I know personally feeling drawn to you to support people in that way. Is that something that is on the horizon? Is it something that you do? Is that part of, um, what you offer for your guests as you invite them in? Tell me more about that because I know it's something you do. Yeah. And I, I think that more people need to know about as it as a possibility. Yeah, you know, I spent a long time um, not putting my, we'll say authentic, my fully authentic self out there. Um, and, you know, I have, a, I have a side sort of hustle that I've been doing for a few years. And, you know, it's a, it's a direct selling thing. And, you know, you're kind of taught when you start in that, and not always, I'll just generalize by saying you're kind of taught when you start in that. Um, to sort of wipe your social media clean and don't 
do anything that could be deemed controversial. You don't want to alienate any potential customers, that kind of a thing. So I did that uh, against my inner knowing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did it um, because I, you know, that was the coaching that I received. And okay, it, it makes sense on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but then it just, it felt yucky and it continued to feel yucky. And then there was a couple of my sort of colleagues who started to put their real stuff out there on social media, right? And I was like, ooh, yes. Like (laughs) I felt so engaged by it. It was so refreshing. I felt so drawn to it. And I was like, well, if I'm feeling that way, then why don't I do the same thing? So I started to do that and, you know, but of course that fear was, well, then if I say something polarizing, am I going to lose a, a potential client or a, an existing customer or whatever? Um, but the cost of, you know, giving away my authenticity or not letting that shine was too great. So I just said, fuck it, basically. And I started to put more and more of my views, my opinions, my, you know, good, bad, ugly, all of it out there. Um, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen is that, you know, when I put that good, that real stuff out there, people love it because it's, they sense that it's not some shiny, polished, you know, brand, filtered image, et cetera. It's me, mm-hmm. right? And I'm on this journey and, and they're like right there with me. And it was so freeing. And it just feels so good. And I'm still getting there. Sometimes I still hesitate and go, oh God, should I do, should I put this out there? And I'm like, no, yes, you are going to put it out there. Stop, you know, (laughs) second guessing yourself. If it feels right, if that intuition is saying, yes, this is you, this is in alignment with you and your values, this is what you should be doing. Um, So that was a really long answer. And what was your, okay, your question was (laughs) how... (laughs) Oh goodness, we're gonna bring, I'm I'm gonna bring it back, I promise. So anyway, like, you know, when we are, like you said, in these, you know, our circles are sort of similar, right? We, you know, are, you know, the women that we sort of network with or whatever are, you know, there's a lot of them in the same industry. So a lot of coaches, a lot of direct selling people, a lot of, like you said, solopreneurs, whatever. Um, And how do you rise above in that relationship business, right? Where it's sort of, you, you have to put yourself out there, right? Because people are looking for not just a shiny silver box to buy and like, which is the nicest shiny silver box, but, you know, who do I click with the most? And like, you know, when, when all the silver boxes are the same, who am I going to pick to buy that from, right? So that's sort of what I want to help women or anyone, mm-hmm. but I, I think, you know, generally we are in the, the world of women, you and I, right? Yeah. Um, but I would like to help, you know, entrepreneurs to rise above and to, you know, we, we've seen, you know, that hustle, like shallow marketing and promotion only goes so far and it's inauthentic. It's a little bit exhausting, it's a little tired to be honest. So let's try something different and let's, you know, more authentically promote ourselves and share that personal piece that is going to create the connection that are going to, that's going to make Sally go, I want to buy that silver box from Dion because I love what she's about. 
So, you know, that's sort of my journey right now is to help people to craft that story to get vulnerable, right? That's a hundred percent necessary. And to put that authentic story out there that is going to, you know, be that magnet that, you know, attract the perfect client that is in alignment with you. Right. Yes. 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 So much (laughs) fucking yes. I think that you are the absolute most uniquely qualified person to support people through that process. And I'm very excited to hear more about that as it unfolds. And I know that it's, it's like the train is running and it's coming. And so um, it's even possible that by the time this episode airs, it will be all up and running and and, um, we'll promote the crap out of that and give people the opportunity to do that work in a safe environment where um, with someone who truly understands what it means to feel confident about their vulnerability. And, you know, it, it isn't about not being afraid. It's truly about being able to move through that fear and get to a space where you can uh, take back that power, be empowered to use your voice. Yeah. Fucking, I may have just titled this episode right there. Just saying. Yay. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> fabulous. <sighs> okay, Kim, I am in love with you and deeply in my soul. And I'm so grateful to have you, uh, in my world. I'm, I'm, we have, there's been so much here and I'm hoping that everybody who is listening has taken the time to truly digest the power, um, of, of their voice and what they can do to be empowered, to use it. Um, is there anything else that you want to share or, or leave the listeners with today? Um, I would say if there is, you know, I was going to say a story in your heart. Does that sound so corny? But really, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that sounds so fucking cheesy, but for real, like if you feel like you have a story, a, a piece of wisdom to share, and it's like tapping you and you keep hearing, you know, the, the knock, knock, knock fucking answer the door please (laughs) and like because your wisdom is worth sharing it will I promise be healing for you and it will create that connection with other humans that we freaking so desperately need especially right now Mm -hmm. so just you know I, I love to challenge myself to do scary things which has led to all the stuff that I've done and and all the stuff that I will do. And so I would just say, like, if it feels scary and uncomfortable, you know, you're on the right track and just like answer that call. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for your time today and for sharing your wisdom with the hot mess to awesomeness community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into my amazing conversation with Kim today. Remember to join us over in the Awesomeness Academy podcast club. The link is in the show notes and make sure you check in on this month's exclusive bonuses just for listeners. And remember to put be fucking happy at the top of your to-do list today. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.